on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode number 217, where tonight we will be talking about Raya and the Last Dragon, which is from Disney Plus, and Coming to America is from Amazon. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. And I'm Roger Stillian. What is up, Roger? How are you in this spring week? Spring week? Uh, I don't know. I just took a weekend trip, so that was nice. So I'm back. Yeah, oh, exciting. time change. That was exci- always exciting for the lack of the lost <laughs> hour of sleep. Where did you go for the weekend? Oh, I just took a jaunt to the mighty capital of Ohio, you know, rolling in Columbus. There you, you know. go. Okay, okay. I That's went right. to, um, I'm in Wilmington, but I, I spent the weekend in Charlotte, which was a few hours away. But I had some friends there from working on a movie with them in 2014. We went there. We pretty much spent the entire weekend um, enjoying some wonderful cocktails at various cocktails. bars. Nice. Yeah. Not are they either. celebrating St. Patrick's Day down there too? They were, you know, there were no downtown was really dead, and I'm really surprised they they had they had signs up everywhere like we're not doing. There's no marches this year, which is probably not a terrible idea. Let's no, that's probably honest. not bad. But see, I mean, like when I, when I was out in Columbus, it was like fifty fifty. Like some places were doing like St. Patrick's Day things, other places were just like normal business. So well. In these bars we went to, if you're wearing green or some festive beads, they they, they gave you like twenty percent off your drink. Well, I mean that's so, nice. Yeah. What's well, like uh, I went to multiple bars, um, one looking for a place to begin my afternoon, and like the first three places we went were all just completely packed, and I'm like, wow, damn, I didn't think it was going to be you know like this. And then we finally got into, <laughs> we finally went to like a big place just to hang out and get food. We ended up at a Dave and Buster's for a while. Ooh. That was like, yeah, I walked right in, sat down at the bar, had had my food in fifteen minutes. You know, Dave <laughs> no Buster's is great, man. I love Dave and Buster's. Dave yeah, listen, I think it's a fun time. It's a little expensive, but like just to hang out and play video games, that's totally fine by me. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little night out for for some people for like a friend yeah. group or something. I mean, I ended up at a uh, I ended up at a video game bar later in the evening too. One where all the video games except for pinball and stuff are free. You know, well, just buying cool. drinks. Yeah, those are fun. You ever been to one? Uh, no, I haven't, but I've heard about them. Yeah, there's a few of them around the Columbus area, and uh, I tend to uh, like to go there. Well, there's one in I know there's one in Pittsburgh that has like, you know, they do the whole bar thing, but upstairs sure. they they have like a bunch of like. Uh, really old arcade machines that like they're all they're all a quarter I think to all but like it's really cool to have that nostalgia from back in the day but yeah those, those are kind of a fun time if you get the right group of people or people that you oh know, yeah there's a couple around. of really nice uh, chains that do it pretty well like they play 80s movies and stuff up on the screen things yeah. like that and like the place I was at it's called uh level one and it's um they were playing like they were somebody was streaming on twitch they were playing that up on the screen, so that was kind of cool. You could drop your stuff in, and they'll, they'll play it sometimes. I think that's kind of cool. That is really cool. You know, um, we went to – now that I'm thinking about it, in Raleigh – no, not Raleigh. Sorry. Charlotte is, uh, for some reason, like a massive banking center in the U.S. All the banks have headquarters there. Oh, yeah. That's where you're like U.S. Bank and all that stuff is. Yeah. Uh, we went to Bank the, America. And... Yeah. We didn't get to go, but um, the U.S. Mint – uh, museum is, is is there, and I was really looking forward to doing that, but I did get a chance to do that. But I'll be honest, that sounds kind of lame. I think it sounds kind of cool, you know. I mean, maybe it's because like, I just never think of a museum like that, the Mint Museum, and how like all about money, how money's made. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it that sounds, sounds like a real nerd thing to want to do. Well, I'm a nerdy guy. Mind right? you, I played retro guy. video games all <laughs> all day and never thought once that that was lame. <laughs> I mean, that's totally acceptable. Yeah, no, it was fine. Completely fine. 
Very simple. We watched, I'll tell you what, the second Sunday for lunch, we went into, God, I forget the name of it. Um, it's, I forget the name of it. I'm, I might think of it, but we went to this bar uh, in Charlotte and we met these really kind of really loud and like wonderfully obnoxious soccer fans. We're watching a soccer game. Boy, when nice. they get, when Those they get, are my people. When they get going and they get drinking, there is nothing in the world that can that can, that can quiet them down. Were they <laughs> chanting? Were they yes. chanting? The yes. Four, the, 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 the few of them that were were chanting, but it was a lot of fun. We were having a lot did of Did you Latin talk to them about Ted Lasso? I did. As a matter of fact, when I mentioned Ted Lasso, one guy slammed the table. He goes, yes, I love that show. Hell yes. <laughs> Roy Kent, baby. <laughs> Ted Lasso for the win, for yep. the win. Good. So you had something to talk to them about. I'm glad that you found out some <laughs> soccer folks that you could hang out with. Yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the weekend. But we are recording on a Monday evening. Yeah, and a little big, different this uh, week. Some big news dropped a few hours ago: the Oscar nominees, which we're going to get into. Uh, before we do which that, good because I don't know any of the nominees, so I get to be reactionary. I know, I'm, I'm, I know, this is going to be exciting. But this is episode 217 of For the Love of Cinema, if you didn't know. A podcast about movies, film, and cinema which posts each and every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on Podbean. That's 5 a.m. East Coast time. Uh, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, what's streaming, some trailers, and get into the movies of the week. Let's take a look at the box office. And while we're talking about the box office... One real quick note of um, uh, of news is theaters in Los Angeles and New York open very very shortly. So, Roger, say goodbye to getting your top office box office in K. <laughs> We're gonna get always millions now. Always, I, I, hope I so. sure hope so. I'm That'll be really too. nice. That'll be Thank really nice. Too damn long. Ray and the Last Dragon coming in first again, bringing an additional five point seven million worldwide, fifty two point nine. We're gonna talk about that one a little later. Tom and Jerry, unfortunately, still in the top two. $4.1 4. bringing in 67 worldwide. Chaos Walking, a movie we're going to be talking about next week, $2.2 million, 11.9 worldwide. Number four, Boogie, still in the top four, 778K, bringing in $2.3 million. And The Crudes, a new, new age, still kicking number five, bringing in just over $500,000 worldwide, totaling $158 million. So um, I want to talk about Boogie for one second because I hear Boogie's really good. Um, I had an opportunity. I could have went and seen it. I could have went and saw it on uh, Saturday, and I didn't because I chose to drink alcohol instead. Yeah. So I kind of feel like I might have missed the boat. That you know, obviously I won't get to see that until it's on like VOD or something. But I hear I hear uh, Boogie's pretty solid. So yeah, we should definitely check. And it'll definitely be on a streaming service here very soon. Um, but like when it when it goes on a streaming service, it will be. You know, right now it's in theaters and it's not. It's it. You know, it's been viewed by twenty one hundred people probably. But when we go to a streaming service, obviously more people see it. We'll 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 give it a view then. Oh yeah, we can give it a view then. Well, that's exciting that all the movie theaters are opening back up again. And of course, because of this, uh, James Cameron's Avatar gets to reclaim the highest grossing film of all time. Yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As should be. I hope no one ever dethrones him. That will make me very, very sad. I mean, only until they decide to actually re-release Endgame, like, you know, for the 44th time. <laughs> much I mean, like they have done to Avatar. If you think if you think James Cameron and the and Kevin Feige haven't, like, sat down in a bar and, like, laughed about this, you're very wrong. Because they definitely have, I'm sure. I'm sure they have. Uh, they're both kings of cinema right now. 
All right. There's your box office. Nothing too crazy. Let's look at some upcoming releases. Nothing has changed. However, I have a feeling, I, I very much suspect that with a successful reopening of theaters in Los Angeles and New York, within a few weeks, I'm sure you will start to see the roster fill up with cemented spots. Yeah, I think we'll get a better um, – we'll get actual like dates for movies and trailers for things. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that's probably true. Uh, so, of course, this past weekend, March 12th, uh, Cherry on Apple TV+, Plus, which also we're going to talk about next week. Next week's going to be a um, – Tom Holland double feature, baby. Tom Holland double feature, baby. If Tom Holland, if you're out there, check it out then. The 18th, March 18th, Zack Snyder's Justice League over four-hour cut will be available on HBO Max. Then we have nobody – Four hours. Over four oh hours. Oh, my God, four hours. I know. I know. That's That's like – Think of how many things that's more of a commitment than, you know, like every things you do daily or like weekly. How many things is that more like for for some people working working like a part time minimum wage thing? Like that's more than a shift for some people. Oh yeah, well I mean I think about it. So like have you ever been to a professional sporting event like a like a football game? It's basically a four hour commitment of your life to get there and and all that stuff. That's as long as that movie. Yeah. I mean my goodness, but hey. We always say this, and our motto here is, I just hope it doesn't suck. What if it's actually decent? Well, listen, listen. If it's going to be four hours long, it better not be bad. <laughs> I mean, I would hope it's not. Um, that's. I, yeah, would... I will tell you right now, I don't have four hours of my time to dedicate to another pile of crap. I mean, I get mad when bad movies are 95 minutes long. <laughs> you get mad when Tom and Jerry is an hour and 48 minutes. Which is alone. unnecessary. Yeah, Thank you. Very unnecessary. but And a dumpster fire. Uh, we're looking forward to, Roger, I'll have you know, we are two weeks away from nobody. Yes. Uh, March 26th, baby. And then March 31st, Godzilla vs. King Kong theaters and HBO Max release. That's going to be another big one. I hope so. Man, I, I, I really do too. Um. Mortal Kombat still, I think, is the big... Actually, now that things are opening up a little bit, in April, Mortal Kombat, I would imagine, is still the moneymaker, but Voyager with Colin Farrell and Tom Clancy without remorse is our both... And that's Michael B. Jordan. So... So it isn't that isn't that an Amazon thing, though? It is. It is an Amazon, yes. I so, imagine that that's going to get a fair bit of traffic. I would imagine that's going to get a fair bit of uh, viewing. Hope so. I hope. I love. I I love those books. Like I've read a lot of Tom Clancy. Played a lot of video games. <laughs> um. So it's cool. I'm here yeah, for it. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited for. It. I've I've played more of the games and read the books. But I mean, people. Tom Clancy is like a book religion, man. People like people that read read those books. Like they read those books. Oh yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Wrong I mean, with there's that. like six different series and stuff like that. Yeah. There's all kinds of things. A lot of May, June, July hasn't changed, but we're gonna get more in depth when that. When things start actually cementing in, should be in the, in the next few weeks to come. Super excited about that. Yes, uh, things start. Things are starting to happen. This is, we've been. Remember when? Do you remember when we shut down for? I remember the show I was on said, "Great, so we're going to send you home for two weeks. We'll bring you back." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been that I was just, a year ago. I just last week talked to the my friend who I grew up with in Pittsburgh, the accountant who took me on that show. We were just laughing about that. That we remember we said it was going to be. They paid me on that show. They paid me for like the next seven weeks, and I didn't have to do anything on that show. I collected my massive weekly weekly income for like the next six or seven weeks, and I didn't have to do anything. But that was pretty nice. Good. So you stole from the American media. Good. 
I was given stuff by the American media. I don't say sure. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Disney Plus as as a bonus. One of our movies we're talking about this week is from there, The Book of Life by director Jorge Gutierrez, Diego Luna, Zoe Zaldana, Channing Tatum, Ron Perlman, Christina Applegate, Ice Cube, Hector Elizondo, Danny Trejo, 2014. I love this movie, Roger. I don't know if you have any history with this, but I love The Book of Life. I don't think I've ever seen it. It was one of those very emotional, you know, it wasn't promoted, but man, it was good. I loved it. That's available on Disney Plus. Check that out. Big Hero Six, another one. Nice. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. That's a I love movie Big too, Hero man. Six. And then there's nothing wrong with checking that out again by director Don Hall, Ryan Potter, Scott Dist, Jamie Chung, TJ Miller, Damon Wayans, James Cromwell, Alan Tudyk, Meyer Rudolph. That came out in 2014 as well. And here's another gem, Roger, that I almost sometimes I remember this because it was a big deal for a while. Anastasia. Do you remember that one? No. You remember Anastasia? Okay. By director Don Bluth, Meg Ryan, John Cusack, Christopher Lloyd, Kelsey Grammer, Hank Azaria, Kristen Dunst, Angela Lansbury, 97. I remember that. That was kind of a big deal for a lot of uh, young women who were really into that. I remember that was um, a younger – my brother and I always hung out with our friends Omar and Hassan. And they had an older sister who was obsessed with Anastasia and made us watch it over and over again when we when we go hang out with Omar and Hassan. So, um, yeah, I've seen that movie way more times than I care to. But it's kind of, it was kind of a big deal for a while. And that was one of those movies that I remember um, she had on VHS. And we oh, – I know. I know. And we ran the mess out of that VHS tape. So I love that how far we've come with digital media. Isn't that yeah, you look at a VHS tape and be like, how did I ever watch this? <laughs> I actually kind of like the look of a VHS. No, be quiet. No, 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 no. With a movie like Terminator or a movie like Aliens, which are like very dark and gritty anyway, or like some of those old slasher films, like I wouldn't mind watching that cut of it only because like the grit on the film actually – the grain on the film actually kind of adds to it. But no, I'm, I mean watching a movie made today would not be great. No. But did I couldn't imagine watching broadcast TV back then be like, oh my god. They released – they released like VHS of some big movies like well into like 2006. We, like, should, get, I, we should find some of the, the biggest movies on VHS and be like, <laughs> I have a VCR in my house. I've, I've been collecting them. I have like four or 500 VHS tapes over the past few years that I've been collecting. Nice. So, people actually are very like – I put a Facebook post out a couple – like two years ago about – Hey, I'm, gonna, I, I'm, you know, I want to keep these. If you have them, I'm happy to make a donation to a, you know, a donation to you or a charity of your court. But people are like, no, 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 just take them, get them out of my house. They're taking up too much room. Did I ever tell you about the greatest VH ta- VHS tape I ever purchased? Was it a porn? Sort of. <laughs> um, I uh, when I was 15 years old, Ooh, 15. Um, our local video store. Um, was getting out of the video game business. So they were mass selling just boxes of, you know, used VHS tapes. I bought Showgirls for two American dollars. Nice. That's, two. Elizabeth. that's Elizabeth. 15 years old. That's Elizabeth it, Berkeley. Who is a god? This yeah, guy. That's, a, that's good. That's Elizabeth Berkeley. That, um, Jesse I, Spano. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that ruined her career or was part of it. Uh, I definitely did not contribute to the rise of her star. Well, I mean, I can understand the decision to do something like that. Because how you're because she didn't want to be 
tank cast as a kid anymore. Yeah, but I mean, I think that was too dramatic a jump for the late 90s or the mid-90s. Not for $2 for me, it wasn't. I mean, no, it certainly was, it was not. Perfect. <laughs> But I mean, I, boy, that's a that's a, that's some nostalgia for 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 me. I you know watched the crap out of that one for a while too. Probably for the same reasons I did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a safe assumption. Hell yeah! It wasn't Hell for the is. plot. Wasn't for the plot. No, 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 no. Um. All right, let's talk about uh, some trailers. Let's talk about Voyagers with my buddy Colin Farrell. What do you What do you think in there, Raj? Tell me. Um. I don't understand what this movie is. <laughs> I think it looks interesting. This is um, the IMDb description. I'll try to kind of piece together. This isn't a new plot. Um, a crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission descend into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real and what is not. Um, that sounds like it could be interesting. If It looks to me like the trailer is they're out in space and they're on their way to colonize somewhere. But on the way there, they have to, of course, grow people to start a colony. Yeah. Man, imagine being – imagine like being born like being stuck. Not that you'd know any better, but like living your life on a spacecraft for however many years. Yeah, it'd be different. It'd be different indeed. Um, I'm looking forward to it only because like I like sci-fi stuff. Even though it's not my favorite genre, I'm kind of – I get – as I get older, I get more and more interested in it because it's kind of a – as space would suggest, the boundaries are a little less defined when you're going into like sci-fi-ish. Sure. The only problem with a lot of sci-fi now, um, because I can kind of consider myself a sci-fi nerd, is most of the plot points just get rehashed over and over again. So it's hard to find something overly original, which you'd think because it's space, you could do whatever you want to, but apparently not. It's tough. Um, It's tough. A buddy of mine who I I worked with a few times actually has a... um, has a script he wrote. I, I can't because it, it's under it's under option right now, and I can't talk about. It. But uh, it, it's a it's a super sci fi script that um, is actually being looked at right now, right now to be picked up. So I'm really excited about that to see, to see where that goes. He 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 really poured a couple years of his life and his heart and soul into that one. So that, tell him when it gets picked up that I, I need a job. <laughs> done done and done. Uh, that'd be that's be pretty cool though. But and I'll boy, need an executive credit. I'll make sure he 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 knows because he'll have complete control over that too. Uh, Colin Farrell, Ty Sheridan, Lily Rose Depp. Who else is in this? Uh, Fiona Whitehead, um, Isaac Hampstead Wright. Uh, not a great cast. And I'm sure Colin Farrell has like four minutes of screen time on this. Oh, you know what though? I bet you he has – I bet you has a little bit more than that. But I bet you most of his scenes he's alone. You mean so like they, they could have shot it all in like two days? Yeah. Well, because yeah. if you notice, if you watch the trailer, he spends a lot of time, looks like he's talking into a monitor, you know, like recording his progress and, you know, communicating with people not on the same ship as him. Yeah. So, yeah. That's actually kind of cool. And you know what? Actually, now that we're on the sci-fi, just as a quick aside, I actually just watched, um, you know what movie didn't suck? I just rewatched it. I was kind of really into it. And I've seen it a dozen times. Is uh, Interstellar. No, I like Interstellar. The only problem with Interstellar, it's long. It's very long. But I watched it and like I just – you know, I think of Interstellar as one of Nolan's worst until I saw Tenet, of course. And Tenet to me is just – Nolan's like, oops, let's pretend like that never happened. Um, but Interstellar – I actually really kind of dug it um, the whole – and I think I liked it as much as I did. I was trying to figure it out because Matthew McConaughey. Uh-huh. I think that was just one of those – for that particular role was 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 one of those um uh 
Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, perfect casting choices. And I don't know why, but I want to rewatch it again here soon and see if I can dig into that a little more. But I really, you know, after not seeing that movie for a while, I kind of really, really dug it. So Yeah, I like Interstellar. Voyagers, uh, that has a release date of April 9th. So actually less than, less than a month. Less than a month. So let's be excited for that. Let's look at the other one. This one I think you say has, I mean, I think we'll both probably agree, has the better likely outlook of the two. Every breath you take. Uh, it's got a decent cast. Yeah, we got us a suspense uh, movie with Casey Affleck and Sam Claflin. But it's yeah. not just it's not just those two. It's uh, Michelle Monaghan. She actually has first billing. Does she really? Uh, yeah, India Isley, um, Veronica Ferris. It's, yeah, I mean, it's one of these that, any movie that initially has Casey Affleck and Sam Claflin opposite each other should 100% pique your interest because those two are good and they're they're kind of like intense actors, you know, for like being two younger guys, they're really intense. And I, I like the intensity that they're, you know, several scenes where they seem to be really at each other's throats. So I'm looking forward to that. But um, yeah, I'm, I hope this is good. Uh, directed by Von Stein. It just one of these movies. It has an April second release date. So actually, um, just two weeks and a few days. That's yeah. The same it's th- weird. It's weird to think about that, but you know, it's literally the middle of March now. Yeah, and um, I feel like this is like one of seventeen or twelve, seventeen or twenty movies that's going to come out in April. And just in April, because I think now that, you know, things are starting to pick up again, all these studios that have held these movies have like, okay, we got to start dumping some of these. So we make room for other things. Well, they're, they're, those are, these are ones that have probably been in the tank for a while. And they'll yeah. be like, well, it's been sitting there for almost a year. Let's get it out. <laughs> a psychiatrist whose client commits suicide finds a family life disruptor after including her surviving brother and his wife and daughter. I'm sorry, introducing her surviving brother to his wife and daughter. That's a... That's just one of those trippy things, but like I feel like if if someone's into this kind of suspense thriller thing, like it, it it grabs you right off the bat. I feel like this is your thing. But yeah, know, just I just hope it's good. I just watched again uh, Gone Baby Gone, and that that, that movie is first of all, the movie is incredible, and Casey yes. Affleck is great in it. So for me, like that's the Casey Affleck movie to beat is Gone Baby Gone because that movie is just that movie's a nine or a ten, like hands down nine or a ten. Are you telling me it's not Ocean's <laughs> Eleven? It's not. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not. We, we don't talk about the oceans movies. They're a lot of fun, uh, but you know, it's somewhere in the conversation of some of the better movies, they just don't ever find a way into that conversation. But they are fun, and that means that has to mean something in the grand scheme of things. So, all right. Before we hop into the movies, let's l- take a look at the 2021 Oscar nominations list, just released a few hours ago from this recording. Um. March 15th, actually. So today, so just a few hours ago. All right, Roger, are you ready? Now, we're going to just hit the, you know, maybe five it's or six. Big guys. Yeah, yeah, okay. So best picture. The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Promised Land. Or sorry, Nomadland. Promised Land is a movie from a long time ago. And Promising Young Woman. You know what's not there? Oh, sorry. Sound of Metal and uh, Trial of Chicago 7. They're also and Palm there. Springs. And, <laughs> and Palm Springs. <laughs> right in Palm Springs, people. Write it in. Um, I think this is a this is a good list. And after having just watched Sound of Metal and convincing four other people on this on on my show to watch Sound of Metal, um, I, this movie I've watched it now twice. 
Sound of Metal is so good. I I just that's one of my new favorite movies of all time. Sound of Metal is very good. And I actually when I re-listened to the show, I think I probably should have gave it a slightly higher score. That's all right. So, I mean, we we can always revisit it at a later time for you know perhaps when it wins Best Picture, we we can re- revisit it for a, a few minutes. All right, let's look at um, Best Director: Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Mank, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, Thomas Vinterberg another round. Best Actor: Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, Stephen Yun. Minari. Best Actress, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Audra Day, The United States vs. Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Best Supporting Actor, Sasha Baron Cohen, Daniel Kaluuya, Leslie Odom Jr., Paul Racy, uh, For the Sound of Metal, Roger, that's a great one. Lakeith, mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield, Best Supporting Actress, Maria Bakalovia, Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, Amanda Seyfried, and Ya Young Yun from Minari. Original screenplay, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial Chicago 7. What do you think about any of those, Roger? Well, I take a drink of water and catch my breath. Sound like we need to watch Minari. I think we need to watch Minari as well. That is <laughs> okay. uh, done and done. Um, we have a few weeks for that as the Oscars are you know weeks away. Um, more than a month away, but you know that time tends to close in pretty quick. <sighs> okay, adapted screenplay: Borat, subsequent movie film, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, The White Tiger, animated feature. And I think we'll stop at this one for this show. Animated feature: Onward, Over the Moon, A Shot in the Sheet movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolf Walkers. Hmm. So, yeah, so that's. I think the big, the big ones, but um, we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to the Oscars when they are indeed going on. So that, that'll be a fun. Oh, oh a- Roger, you're going to love this. Husavik from Eurovision is up for um, best original song. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I'm actually kind of really excited about that. Cause like of everything in that movie, that's the one thing that like has a chance to win anything. Well, it's a, it's a beautiful song. It, it really is. is. Yeah, no, that's the best part of the movie. I don't know why you love that movie as much as you did. but I just – dude, I don't know why I just do. It's one of those movies – I mean I, I, I know why if you ask me, but it just – it just to me it were. I mean the whole thing of like the gnomes, like you have, you have to battle the gnomes or like – or their uh, all, the all power. And like the whole thing about no one ever knows if all the children on the island are Pierce Brosnan's children. <laughs> I just think – I mean no one ever lets them sing anything but – Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong in the local bar. Like, it's just, to me, it just... It I don't works. play it! <laughs> play Yaya yeah, Ding Dong! It's just one of those movies that just... I just no! <laughs> All right. That's your Oscar nomination list. Look, that is... Those are some behemoths of talent. I mean, very, very deserving nominees. Um, I'm sure that there will be some uh, pretty angry people when the, when the winners are announced. But, I mean, congratulations all around. Uh, just some wonderful talent this year. Wonderful talent. Let's jump into some movies, Roger. When you want, you want to start with, you want to end with Raya or Coming to America. I know what movie I'd rather just get out of the way because I didn't like it very much. Let's do Coming to America first. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, obviously we're obviously we're both in agreement on that one. Oh man! Oh man! Indeed, Coming to America. Sorry, go go ahead. No, go ahead. Get your particulars out of the way. All right, Coming to America. It is. On Amazon Prime, it came to us March 5th, 2021. Directed by 
Craig Brewer, and again, one of the writing credits is Eddie Murphy. Now, here's the cast list. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgans, Kiki Lane, Kiki Lane, sorry, John Amos, James Earl Jones, Wesley Snipes, Morgan Freeman, who's in there for like four minutes or less, like not even that, like a minute. Uh, Trevor Noah, Michael Blackson, um, Tanya Taylor, Vanessa Bell Calloway, Paul Bates. It's just the list just keeps going on, and they're all great. Like there's not Sherry Heedley, you know, as Lisa again. So all right, Roger, say what you want to say before I jump into it. Okay, before I start beating the crap out of this terrible movie, I would let's, like to let's, know. Let's be more. I mean, yeah, we're gonna, but like and, we're gonna try to be fair. Yeah, what? What? Are, you can do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> so, um. I love the original Coming to America. It's one of my favorite comedies from that time frame. I think it's brilliant. Like, it's just legitimately funny. And I want to premise everything by starting off, I love that movie. This movie does no justice for that movie. Uh, I think it does and it doesn't. Um, Just hear me out for a second before you jump down my throat. Sure, no, go ahead. Um, In... You know, it's just, you know, making sequels, consistency is important. Um, and and it was one thing I got to say that I actually kind of give it all, the, as much credit as I can, is I like the consistency of, for instance, when like in the beginning when the Paramount logo comes up, again, it it you, you, you glide right past the mountain, you go through the forest, and you end up in Zamunda. Like, I appreciate little details. I, I mean, it opens as the exact same. Uh, you know, the Paramount logo zips into the jungle. Um, a lot of the, you know, the opening stuff is the same. They wake him up the same. The same people wake him up. They're just older now. Uh, I like that. I, I like the attention to consistent detail. Um, there, There's a lot of throwback stuff um, for fans of the original movie. See, I feel like not enough sequels do that. Um, well... And I, and I don't think you're giving enough credit for for that. But well, I, I could be wrong. I'll give the movie credit for that. But here's the thing. And a lot of that, I don't know if it helps anything. And it's not – I'm not, I'm not going to try to be super nice to this movie. I think it's a really big disappointment for me. Um, but I do appreciate the whole, you know, let's, let's give the nod and call back to the stuff from the old movie. But at some points, I'm just like, they're just throwing stuff in. Just be like, hey, remember that? Or, hey, look at that flashback scene, you know? No, I, and I appreciate I mean, f- the, f- such as the, the woman who he didn't marry in the original is still barking yeah. like a dog and jumping on, on one leg. On one yeah. leg. Like, come on. I, I get that that's stupid, but like. But 30 years, man. I see. I, I, this movie is absolutely just balls to the wall ridiculous and i'm saying the point where like at some point because and i say this because the original coming to america not 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 only is it it's a fun movie that you know it it works in so many different ways but it's also very cleverly and well written well that's the thing that movie is very clever where this movie is not i mean this movie's borrowing clever but it it's you know what it does and I, i i when i was i was watching it and i was thinking about this is this movie borrows the clever, but doesn't do anything to update the clever. And it just, it just makes the clever slapstick comedy, which is no longer funny to us. You know, we're, we're, we're so far past that era of slapstick being hilarious that. Yeah. Most of it's not funny. That's the thing is like, it just, they didn't do anything to change it. And I mean, it's, and I know how we, you know, I always bitch about, you know, you, you don't want to change what works, but 
this I think needed some change to make it work. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, I mean, for example, the whole, I like Zamunda. I think Zamunda is kind of a weird, quirky place. I like it yeah, as a fictional it's place. It's interesting though. Um, but Zamunda, I mean, okay. So Zamunda is, how would you describe Zamunda to me, Roger? If you had to describe it in two sentences or less, how would you describe Zamunda? Not Wakanda. <laughs> okay. Well, that's one of my things is, it's not Wakanda, but there's definitely some Wakanda-ish stuff in, in coming to America Zamunda rather than the 1988, was that 1988 version? Uh, yeah, that sounds about okay, right. It was in the 80s. Um, so, I mean, but, like, when it wants to be funny and zany, it is. But when it wants to be – when it is trying to be real – like, for for example, General Izzy in this movie, he's just – his troops just walk right in the – like, there's no – does Zamunda have no defenses? Does Zamunda have no troops of no, their own? No, like, what, what, what the hell is going on there? Like, I just, like, what? Well, I love when he's like, threatens to kill him. And I'm just, like, you would just be murdered right there. <laughs> He'd be shot by 37 people right away. Yeah. Uh, I mean, little things like that, I think. But, I mean, does that fall into – am I being unfair to myself as a viewer watching this, expecting that? Or is that well, just in the quirkiness of coming to America? That's one of the overthinking moments. Of course, you know, they're just going to have things like that. You know, they're, they're not digging deep into the diplomatic relationship, <laughs> you know, about how that yeah. actually matters. So I don't know. I mean, they they keep true to you know a lot of the you know they have they have a few of those big dancing numbers in the beginning, which you know it's yeah. what's more well, well choreographed is colorful. Yeah, that's that's fine. I got no problem with that. Yeah, you know the the the, outfit, the outfits are very colorful. It's just it's a great. It's really fun to watch and like really well choreographed. I like that. Again, it's like I think it's a point in the pro column for like keeping what's original. I mean, that didn't suffer because like dancing is dancing. Like you know, a nice a nice piece to get you in the. And that's fine. Um, I mean, but Zamunda, I, I, I expected to, I knew, one of the few things I knew going in this movie was Zamunda was the setting instead of, of course. New York. Yeah, being, yeah, 90% of this movie is in Zamunda, Africa, instead of, you know, Queens. As opposed to the original where 90% of the movie was in Queens and 10%, you know, Zamunda. But um, it, I, I think we may have needed more New York in this movie. I think it would have benefited from more Queens. Uh, probably so. Only because, like, one wonderful, like, set that can't really do this, but, I mean, New York from the 80s to now has undergone quite a gentrification. Oh, massive difference. That's Massive what, I mean, difference. Yeah, but, like, they didn't, I don't, I mean, they mention it and they show it, but, like, they don't make it a character. And I kind of thought that, like, they were going to do, like, the 80s New York versus the 2020 New York, like, kind of been like a a weird quirky character to play with and they didn't really I mean, do that they definitely go there and they talk about the gentrification and the only place that's still similar is you know just the barbershop and that sort of stuff so yeah and i mean I, and I, I mean i appreciate you know eddie murphy and arsenio hall still playing those characters was that wait was, was any of them yeah arsenio was one of the guys um i mean i i appreciate all the all the characters that they doubled as in the original film i all came back i mean i can appreciate that that weird that weird, that weird priest that is obviously like a weird dude. Oh um, yeah, you know, the, the 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 singer of sexual chocolate, like the band comes back. Like I mean, all these things I can appreciate, but does it lend? I don't think it lends quality to the movie. <coughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Bless you, Roger. Bless you. Oh, please, excuse me. Um, no worries. Oh, um, that's good. That's good for the show. <laughs> but you know, I mean, 
I did like Eddie Murphy. Now, let's talk about Eddie Murphy in this movie for one second. I thought his character... There was no difference to me between 88 Murphy and this Murphy. I, as, no, as, I thought he did a pretty good job of being consistent. Yeah, same with I, Arsenio Hall's character. Yeah, and same with, like, James Earl Jones was, like... That, like Oh, semi. Yeah, but, like, James Earl Jones was the king of, like... He's kind of an inappropriate king, but, like, absolutely knows what he is. Like, knows how powerful he is and what he can do. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I kind of dug that. I mean, his death scene was a little weird, but... I mean, it happens yeah, it was kind of strange. It happens in the beginning, sorry. First ten minutes, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um... Very strange, though. Very weird. You know, Morgan Freeman is in it, and, you know, Morgan Freeman's got a, maybe the best. Yeah, I mean, you know he's playing the narrator. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> of course. I mean, like, I, I kind of dug that in a way. You know, I mean, um, the whole one thing I hated and absolutely hated in this movie, and I even paused it for a second. I was like, they really retroed this movie? Was when they how they how they work in – um, how they work in the heir to the throne. I really thought that was stupid because yeah, it's pretty lame. Well, that 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 to me now. Tell me now. I'm sure you haven't thought about this, Roger. I'm pretty sure because I just randomly thought about it. But tell me if I'm wrong. This this almost undoes his character, like the recutting of how we meet Han Solo undoes Han Solo in Star Wars. You know, yeah. Han, Han shot first in the in the recut version. He didn't shoot first, but that undoes his whole roguish thing. But like in this movie, when you realize that um, Akeem was taken advantage of, and you know he basically had a one night stand that he didn't want to like, that kind of undoes his whole character. You know, it kind of makes you think differently about the character in the first movie, Akeem in the eighties, doesn't it? Or it might just be yeah. I mean, I think you might be overthinking it a little bit, but it definitely, it definitely like tarnishes the first movie a little bit. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I just. I thought that was a weird way to do it and not just – I mean they could have just given one of his children was a son. I mean I don't – or just stuck with the whole he has all daughters but he, you know, he's going to change it and he's uh-huh. going to make – you know I mean like the plot line was built in and they still – but I mean they needed a reason to go back to America. So right. I, I understand the movie's called Coming to America. So um, – but I mean I, I think – I think – you know, just having your daughter go to America to go to college would have been enough reason to go to America. Sure. There's, there are several things that they could have done. And they should have done. Because <laughs> the whole, you know, wayward male heir thing, I understand that's another way to, like, rope in characters that you want to bring in. You know, the Tracy Morgan character is funny. I'll give him that. You know, you know the kid's mom is funny. I'll give her that. Um, but albeit unnecessary – like completely unnecessary. Yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> it's um it's kind of cringy at times, honestly. Yeah, it really I'm is. Gonna... And like I'm just and I'm going to say one thing that theatrically, I think this movie would have had a great first weekend, but it would have been second weekend would have been 70% less of its income from first weekend. Like off a cliff. Oh yeah, it would have been like, don't watch that. <laughs> yeah, as soon as people saw it and like that's nothing like the original. No, I mean people I just I feel like it would have had a it would have had a great opening weekend and just it would have been gone in a month. Like I just feel like that's how it would have gone. But I, I mean I could be wrong. I just I was excited for this. And I'm not altogether too um disappointed with the with the product. I just I'm like, really? This is what this is what you got? This well, I just think after after nearly thirty years, I feel like this is a wasted opportunity. 
Yeah, I mean, they could have even set it up for a third one, which they don't. Um, I mean, but you can always, you know, I mean, obviously you can, you know, do it. And I mean, I, I wasn't a fan of how they, you know, de-aged um, Arsenio Hall and um, uh, Eddie Murphy for the for, for the few minutes that they were back in New York in the 80s. I don't like that. I just, you didn't need to do that. None of that had to happen. No. You didn't, didn't need to de-age anyone. There's no need for that. Like, why are we doing that still? Um, but, you know, I... Or you know, or what was it? Wasn't me also, or the gentleman in the barbershop? It almost to me would have been. I would have tried. You know, this is another thing. What I would have done, but I almost would have thought it would have been kind of right in tone with the quirkiness of the movie if you just made it so they just didn't age. They looked the same way they did. Exactly side side. the same. <laughs> yeah, they didn't age at all. I mean, they very obviously aged them up. You know, several years. They look very old, as opposed to just old. Now they look extremely old. You know, like walking corpses. But I mean. I would have just had them say, I mean, like, why not? You know, they, right. they're, they're an institution. That barbershop is an institution in Queens. Why not just keep them, you know, maybe just, maybe I'm really overthinking all this, but I don't know. Yes, but, you, you probably are. Um, uh, I, I really, now, okay, so again, I always harp this. And it's just, I had this conversation this week with um, someone in the office about some of the best moments in the, in, in the last two Avengers movies were those wonderful gentle moments for example the moment between uh, vision and uh wanda you know right when they're talking about going to scotland in the beginning of the second to last movie you know that's a nice little moment and like there are these moments in coming to america that you know for instance when akeem and the queen are really mad at each other like those are great moments like there's there's something there when it comes to the writing of this of the script and it's just so much of it didn't work but like those few tender moments that was coming to America. You know what I mean? Like that was what I was expecting and I didn't get it. So I'm, no. like, I'm like pounding my fist. That's the noise you're hearing. But yes. <laughs> um, but those moments were great. You know, you, you had two or three of those moments that were really kind of tender and wonderful. Uh, but everything else just, to me, this movie just doesn't work. But that's not all to say that it's bad. I just. This is not very good. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just. I don't know. I just I was expecting you're being way too nice. I, I, I was like, let's just say that. I was this expecting something different. Disaster. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Louis Anderson. I'm surprised they brought Louis Anderson back. And the whole like the whole McDowell's thing was kind of funny, but I think it was overused in this one too. It was really funny in the first movie because like no one but them ever thought about you know he's like well you know I've almost been sued because of the. What's it? The McFlurby? What's the? That's in this one. What was? Well, yeah. First... Well, he talks about the no sesame seeds on the the McDowell, whatever they their equivalent of the Big Mac was. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah, that is exactly the same except for sesame seeds. Oh, the the, the Big Mick or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that that was always very clever. I thought very funny, but it just. And you, did you love how Zamunda just had like a McDowell smack dab in the yeah. middle of the forest? Yeah, <laughs> like of smack dab in the middle of the forest. I mean, it made uh, sense. They call it Mc, McDowell Zamunda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad they brought all those all those people back. You know, the, the the father of Lisa and like, like again that moment with Akeem and and, and him in, in in the kitchen of McDowell's. That's well, a good a, scene. A wonderful scene. A wonderful, maybe the best scene in the movie. I don't know, uh, but it's just uh, I can't see too many people who love the original being really excited about this movie. And saying no, that, I mean, and I was very excited to watch it, and then I watched it, and I was very not excited to talk about it. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the whole, can we just spend one second talking about, like, Wesley Snipes? Like, did his character even need to exist? 
general 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 is he like that i'm 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 wondering if he didn't exist would the movie have been that much different i don't know if it had been that much different honestly but now let's remember so so let's remember that general izzy and his and his troops attempt a coup to take over zamunda and then days later they're invited to a royal wedding and it's a party. It's a party, and like it's just like what does no one have logical thought? I mean, no. I mean, there's no armies here except for who's on screen. You know, there's no assassination attempts like that. You know, was in the original movie plot. Like I just, you know, to me, it's just it's just very strange. I don't, I don't know. Oh no, it was in this one. We talked about he doesn't have a male heir who's going to be assassinated. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, it's just very strange that they overlooked. Very simple things. Yeah. Uh, you know what? One thing I was happy about was happy to see Arsenio Hall back in front of the, the camera. It's been uh, a while since I haven't seen, seen him do a whole lot in recent years, like oh. at all. So, and I thought he did his role very well as, you know, replaying as Semi. So, yeah. I mean, but Semi's like one of those people that, like, you're kind of okay hating. Yeah, I mean, no, that's fine. He's kind of a scuzzball. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things, like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I relate to this dude. I like him. <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't really done much since. I mean, actor wise, he he may have been you know he may have been back in the com- comedian circuit, but yeah, um, I don't know. I haven't. He doesn't have much on IMDb. Uh, Not yeah, recent so, years, I'm sure. No, so, so I'm sure he was all too happy when they said, "Hey, Arsenio, we're making another coming to America. You are you in?" I'm sure he was all too happy. Oh yes, I am. Hell yes, I am. That's what he says. Um, so I don't know. It's just I thought it was into this movie whole. That just to me, it didn't work. So let's move to score this. Okay. I'll go first. I'm, I'm gonna leave. I want to leave the bomb drop for whatever you have because you were more of a fan of it than I was. Uh, I love the originals coming to America. I think it's one of the. I think it's legitimately a brilliant movie. Um, that having said that, watching this, um, I'm gonna give this movie a five. Oh God. Um, I wanted. To, I wanted this movie to, to to be a seven or an eight. I wanted it to be one of those because you know we're in the age of, you know, sequels three decades later and like. There's some interesting things to play with, time and everything. It's just great. But like this movie, it just this was like an episode of Family Guy. Just it was a longer episode of Family Guy to me. It's just there were so many random things, and it's just I don't know. But a five, I think, is where it sits. You know, I can recommend it if you like Eddie Murphy or if you like the original. But if someone's like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a great date movie, what should I? I I would not recommend Coming to America. I just wouldn't. No. So, okay, good. So you gave it a five, huh? You gave it a five. I gave this movie a two. Whoa! Um, because Whoa. I think it's a disaster. I don't think uh, it's necessarily that bad, but it's a disaster. Um, and I don't. I mean, I haven't said much positive about it at all because I won't because it doesn't deserve it. Like this movie is nothing. Is nothing compared to the first Coming to America, and I didn't expect it to be. I am shocked that I found it as bad as it is. I legitimately had to stop this movie, take a few minutes, and come back to it because it was so cringy to me. Now you know. Now, now you know how I feel when I watch all these sequels. I'm just like, God damn, what is going on? Now you know how I feel with this crap. Like Terminator. Now you know how I feel with this. You felt it in your gut. I'm glad. No, I'm sorry. I mean, interrupt your flow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just find it hilarious that you just compared Terminator Dark Fate to this. Um, salvation. Salvation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie's bad all the way across the board. Um, it's very disappointing to me. So the two is what it gets. I recommend it to no one. And that's that. Mm, that's interesting. 
I, I have a feeling because when you turn on Amazon in, in your streaming service, it's all over the front page. It is plastered all over it. And I've never seen a movie advertised like Coming to America on Amazon, so I'm guessing it's not doing well. I'm willing to bet it's not doing what they wanted it to do. So, but that's just me guessing because they never. When was the last time on Amazon you saw an Amazon original advertised as you've seen Coming to America advertised? Not like that. No. 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 Hell no. Take your time. Watch. Uh, what's the What's the movie we love from Sound of Metal? No. 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 Well, that one too. What's the the oh, real low budget the, one? The Vast of Night. Vast of Night. That's it. Yeah. You know the funny part is like Coming to America too. I'm gonna look. Let me look at the budget. I'll bet you the budget was like. 60 million. Hold on. Coming. No, no way. You don't think no so? Way. America budget. Coming to America budget. 30. Oh, yeah, you're right. 28 million. Okay, fine. Yeah, I, okay. I was like, well, I didn't know all these people. Budgets. Well, I didn't know all these people <laughs> it's were. It's ironic because like, you work in accounting. Well, it's ironic. I'm actually the per. <laughs> the irony, of course, is the, the person I'm working with is teaching me how to budget a feature film. So I mean, that's ironic. But um, I would have thought all these people would have gotten more. Like, the budget for this would have been more. I mean, what do you think Arsenio is pulling in for a movie right now, though? Actually, I'm going to – A couple of days worth of craft service and <laughs> – I'm going to – I'm going to – pay come... Arsenio Hall as much as they pay me. I'm going to come back to you with another question. How much do you think Eddie Murphy's getting? Uh-huh. Oh, I bet she's getting the most because – Well, the most, it's, but it's... how much do you think he's getting for I, – I bet you he didn't oh, get – If that, if that, you know, it's just I bet you, – I bet you he makes as much as everybody else combined. All right, that's fair. I mean, I mean that seriously. That's fair. I got you. That's fair. I mean, more than Morgan Freeman and James Earl Jones. Well, I mean, Morgan Freeman's in a movie for he—he he was there for one day. Well, but Morgan Freeman on Dark Knight Rises, and I, I just heard this through the grapevine in two thousand tw- in two thousand twelve. Morgan Freeman was getting two million a day. So, I mean, I don't know what he got, but I mean, I'm sure it was significant to be in this movie for. For you know, for the one minute of screen time he yeah. has, I bet you, I bet you, legitimately there, he was he was on set for one day and in town for two. Yeah, and then God, <laughs> and then bid this place a Jew. So I mean, that's that's really surprising what you gave it. Um, I mean, I thought there was some cool things going on with all the nostalgia and. Uh, I, 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 was, bar- I barely laughed at this movie, man. It, I was so disappointed in it. I I mean, five is me being generous though. So on on the low end, it would have been a whole lot worse. I'm not generous anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I, I I get that. Why be generous? I mean, that's you, right. I don't have to be. <laughs> a, a, a movie earns what it earns, man. That's what I always say. A movie earns what it what it earns. All right, let's jump into the movie, which I think is the movie of the week. Obviously, um, Raya and the last sorry Raya and the Last Dragon, Raya. a Disney Plus exclusive right now. No, it's on. It's in theaters. I watch it in theaters, and I actually broke down and bought it on Disney Plus. You spent thirty dollars. I did, but I have a reason for it. I, I, had a, I have a reason for it. Because you liked it. Uh, well, that, and I wanted to watch it a second time. Mm. But uh, So this one came out March 5th, same week as Coming to America. And um, Kelly Marie Tran is Raya. Aquafina is Sisu. Uh, Isaac Wang, Boone, Gemma Chan, Namari, Daniel Day Kim is... Benja, Benedict Wong. Oh, we, we, we like Benedict Wong. He's tall. Oh, yeah, we love Wong. <laughs> uh, Sandra O oh is Verana. And oh, Alan Tudjik is Tuk Tuk, which I don't understand why you cast these big. I don't understand why Vin Diesel is cast to play Groot or Alan, uh, Alan Tudjik, which is kind of a big star, to play Tuk Tuk. Why? Because he point? wants to. 
because they want to be in Disney movies. Sure, but like what you're gonna pay That's them? Their... No. Sure. Yeah, because they, they want to do things like that. Um. Oh, so I mean, you're saying that they 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 take a lesser payday? Oh, of course. Yeah. Fair be enough. like, well, hey, we'll give you this much if you want to do, you know, you know, days worth of voice, and they're like, yeah, that'd be great. My kids will love to see me in a Disney movie. Yeah. And I mean, I, yeah, seriously, like, think about um, Sudeikis and Mandalorian. <laughs> you think they paid him his fee? Sudeikis was a Mandalorian? Jason Sudeikis? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's one of the stormtroopers. Oh, I forgot about it. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, season oh. never, yeah. Just, the answer is yes. Okay, fair. Okay, okay, damn, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, they, they take it so they can be part of that thing. Like, when Titus Welliver was in this last season. Oh, right, 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 yeah, Mandalorian. He plays the bad guy, because you know what? It's probably awesome to get to do that. Well, I mean, Sudeikis is in... I'm in Star Wars forever. Well, he, yes, but I mean, Sudeikis on Ted Lasso is also an Apple thing, which is a Disney thing, isn't it? No. No. No, I'm thinking about the wrong thing. Disney Plus. No, okay, I got the, I got my two streaming services mixed mixed up. Yeah, so you're probably right about that. I mean, he can just say no. I'm. In Star so he gets Wars. paid full price for Ted Lasso on Apple TV. No, no, that's not. I've, I was I was thinking those were both Disney Plus, but then all of a sudden last night he me Apple Plus. Um, no, okay, so that's yeah, that's the thing. But let's talk about the very bright and colorful Raya and the Last Dragon, directed Don Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada. Um, I actually really enjoyed this one, but Roger, why don't you take two seconds? Tell us the plot of Ray and the Last Dragon, Raya. Uh, sounds good. Uh, I like Raya a lot. It's um, it was a fun movie. So the 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 short story is, and it's actually summed up pretty well in the beginning. I appreciated that. So you know, ages ago there was a uh, battle um, between the Droon and the dragons, basically to um, stop turning people into stone. <laughs> Uh, which I don't really explain how that all started. So that's kind of, that's just a point for never, I guess. Um, and all the dragons are gone except for one. And uh, Raya goes, ends up on a quest after, you know, a drone is let loose and take over the world. And um, she goes on a quest to get everything back to put together the pieces of the broken dragon gem, which her, you know, her clan had a, had a hold of until it was broken up and, I mean, that's the real short of the story. She goes and finds all four pieces in literally four or five days, <laughs> yeah. um, which I appreciated. You know, no time, you know, no months passing between. It took her six years to find one and, you know, a week to find the rest. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, it's it's a fun story. Um, it works. It's beautifully animated. And I'm here for, for Raya. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan the more I the more I watch Raya, the the more I like it. Um, I, I was kind of some story points I think are a little are a little weirdly chosen, but I mean it all makes sense in the end. But uh, to me, this is I I, I kind of I, I love the you know the, the the blending of what's going on here. You know, like the it's you know it's very Japanese in in a, in a way. Uh, you know, the whole dragon. I, I also love the fact that the dragon doesn't look like. A dragon is like we imagine from like Game of Thrones. No, or, no, it's yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of you know she's very got lots of you know blues and pinks and purples and it kind of just works. You know she reminds me of a reminds me of like a Care Bear, like a tr- like a, a troll or something. You know she's almost a Pokemon. She's almost a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Sisu is basically a souped up Vaporeon. <laughs> um, 
I yeah, just there are a lot of these, but it fits right in with the with the whole Disney mythos thing of you know, especially the losing your parent early on in the movie. I mean, that's yep, that's like a Disney staple. Um, that stuff happens. Yeah, stuff happens. But I mean, yeah, it just it's there are some pretty emotional moments in this movie too, which I you know me, I just whenever I watch this movie, I can't wait for the emotional moments. Um, for example, there's a uh, there's a moment it kind of after the first. After the pacing slows down a little bit, after they get away from the first like big, you know, swell up of music and chase, is they all take a second and <clears throat> they're all talking about uh, uh, the what are the the enemies called the drone, drone, the drones. How the drones have taken and they've all lost people to the drones. And then there's a beautiful moment where um, the everyone that's in the that's in in this, the moment that they're in is like they take these flowers and they put them in the water and lay them yes. still. It's just yep. a beautiful moment to like lament for what people have lost. It is, and everybody has lost something. Yeah, and then I just I, I feel like that's a great, uh, it's a great moment. You know, it's just you know, it's I, I think it's understated a lot of times, but I think it's a great moment. Um, it's you know, it's very it's very open about what it's doing, and I really kind of dug that. Um, before we get a lot farther into, it, I want to I want to point out something. Um, I'm actually really surprised that there were. Um, there's not real. There's no like music in this movie. There's no song, um, and not that you know. I think every Disney movie has to have a song. I was just kind of surprised that there wasn't any. So okay, I I get that. Well, especially for like the type of movie that it is. Um, and not that that. No, I don't think it's a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I was just shocked that it wasn't a thing because um, it's definitely very heavily Asian inspired. Um, so I definitely thought we would get something along that line. So. Yeah, no, I really kind of dug that though. I mean, there's a very, I mean, they they use the same like uh, score when like you know they use the same score over and over again, but there is no dance number or like no, that's the thing. Like, there's no big moment. Like, it's not no frozen ballads going on here. But like, you don't, like you also don't need it. No, no, that's that's the only thing too. It's it's not missed in this movie. Yeah, that's actually good. You know, that's a testament to what you just said because like I obviously didn't think about it because I didn't miss it. Yes, you you don't. I, I remember getting all the way through the movie. I was like, there was no real song and, but i mean the music's great it's great so yeah i i mean the music's the whole thing i want to talk about but yeah the music's great um it, this the, the world i think is kind of well imagined too not that it's like super in depth with all the environments but so the world's broken up into you know parts of the drag five sections yeah five seven, parts of drag, i think yeah. it's supposed to be like modern day like uh, imperial age china um, but it's definitely not quite that because there's definitely one, there are dragons and two, there are, you know, giant armadillo looking things. So I don't know what this is really supposed to represent. So. Oh yeah. I said Japanese. I meant like Chinese. Sorry. I meant Chinese. I said, I just realized I said Japanese. Like You meant Asian culture, sir. Yeah. Asian culture. But I mean, if you had to lead the one, definitely, it did definitely China, China, like China inspired. Um, yeah. With the, with the, with the whole dragon and the, especially the sword and the hat. Yep. Um, yeah, but it's just one of those. It's it's it really has some interesting story beats, and it kind of threw me for a loop at some points because I thought where the where the move where the story was going, obviously it didn't go a few times. Like that's that's kind of interesting because usually I can see anything from a Disney movie like thirty minutes away, I can see the plot point coming. The one thing with this movie is they didn't take any shortcuts, no easy way outs. Um, you know, they didn't just have the layup just to tell a story point, just to cash it in a few minutes later. Like they didn't shoehorn anything in there like that, which I appreciated. Um, this movie's pretty clever as well. Um, 
I think this is good. This is going to be one of those movies that ends up being pretty good for parents and uh, parents and kids in this movie. So, yeah, because I definitely appreciated some of the jokes. (laughs) Well, I I know that one thing I'm shocked about is so I'll be honest, I'm not a giant Aquafina fan. Um, like her comedy anyway. Um, I think she's been very good in a couple of movies we watched. Obviously, Crazy Rich Asians being one of them. And uh, what's the one she got nominated for an Oscar for about the, the documentary with uh, about her grandmother and everything? Um, that's excellent. But, you know, her, yeah, her being Fair over well. the top, um, that's not really my style. And I think she kind of kills it in this movie. For the way that the dragon is set up, Sisu the dragon set up, it she kind of works perfectly, and I'm, I was really impressed by that. So. Yeah. She, I mean, the voice is one of those voices. I'm a little when I when I first heard, I was like, "Why did they choose Aquafina for the dragon?" But it's it's nice it that works. they did. I think yeah, yeah I, it works. It, it definitely works, and I I like it when um when one of the first stones that they 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 get. One of the first when the when the stone is split, they they this whole whole thing is they're trying to unite the stones to save the land or the mm-hmm. the, the, the dragon stone. And when she gets the, when she gets one of the I think the second stone, she's able to like trans what are they talk transmorph or morph whatever they call it. Um, and even when she's in her human form, she looks like Aquafina. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool though. I mean, that was kind of a nice little thing. Yeah. Uh, there, but there he, what I, what I liked about this movie is. One thing that I think works in Disney movies, it doesn't quite work in like, you know, a live action film is moving so quickly through different settings. And, you know, I mean, this movie yeah. moves very, very Well, like I said, quickly. it takes her six years to acquire one piece of the dragon gem and then the rest of it she finds by the end of the week. So, yeah. And that doesn't mean, I mean, I mean it's, yeah. it's not bad. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I just, I find like as a, as an adult who understands time, <laughs> I think that's funny. You know what I actually thought about while I was doing this? And this is just because, like, I'm a huge Final Fantasy nerd. Is it kind of reminded me? It's 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 got the same setup and execution of a Final Fantasy game. You know, you are you know, there's something that happens at the beginning, and you flash forward a few years, you take control, and you're the the goal of the 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 story unfolding is saving the land from uh, from the, the these, these black shadowy things, but collecting all the dragon stones, and you know, and then and then through the game you acquire you know, a host of characters, which you can, you know, you have seven or eight, nine characters, which you can swap out when you can only battle with three at a time. It kind of reminded me of that. Does that make any sense to you or am I just being dumb? I mean, I get it. It's definitely video game-esque. I don't know if it's Final Fantasy level, but sure. But I mean, I really enjoyed some of it. We completed a story mission. (laughs) Uh, We acquired a character. Obviously, it's it's condensed, but I I really liked her supporting cast. You know, I love the baby, even though she's infuriating when you meet her. But the you know the 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 con artist baby, I think, is hilarious. Um, So I was kind of I was kind of annoyed by that at first, but then I was like, okay, it 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 works here. Well, when it works is when you find out that everyone has lost someone to these to these creatures. Like that's when you know the baby's like, no, I I mean she doesn't talk, but. She does the hand motions that says, I lost my parents. I lost yep. my family. Um, it's what everyone does. And, you know, the monkey she's with, they also lost. And I just think it, it's just it's it's a nice little, you know, it's a nice little package. Um, something else I want to talk about was, of course, you know, obviously the cast of characters. But do you think there was too many cast of characters in this? For no. Like, you don't no, think so? Was, no, it's fine. 
I'll tell you who really pissed me off. What and that's just one of those things. Like, how could you be this dumb this long? Is um, Namira, Namara? You hated the bad guy. I'm shocked. She's not. I mean, if anything, Fang was the the evil, not not Namara. Because she she was kind of like duped into thinking the way that she thought. But I mean, how can you be this dumb for this long and not see the truth right in front of you? You know, I mean, I don't understand. See, and, and the whole thing with Disney movies is like no one ever asked the question, you know, like what happens if we fail? Well, we're the last line of defense uh, here. Genocide. That's what <laughs> you know, I, hashtag, mean, I don't want to be that guy, but uh, it might be game over, man. I mean, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Thanos was right. <laughs> game over, man. Game over, man. Game, game over. over. Thank you, Bill, Bill Paxton. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be – I want to get too dark here, but – it's already not looking so great. Nope. Private <laughs> but you know what? Though? Okay, so I, uh, all jokes aside, I have one real problem with the bad guys, the Droon, okay? Mm-hmm. So do you remember the main problem in the movie Signs with the aliens? The water, yeah. What, are the, what can't the Droon do anything about? Well, you see, that's what I was – I kept waiting because I did think of Signs. I mean because like you can't not think of Signs when you think of an, you know, water being the natural defense of something. Yep. But – Seventy-five um, percent of our planet is covered, is covered in, by water, and they would have chosen like, yeah, it rains here. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. But one thing I thought was going to work its way in the story early on, it didn't. Was you know when you because you find out very early on that they are afraid of water and the Dragonstone. But mm-hmm. one thing I thought was going to make its way into the even by even halfway was for some reason the water is depleting and no one really knows why it, it, it maybe it was the you know the the longer more dragons are absent the the quicker the water i was waiting for something because like you have to put a clock and you can't just live in this city on the water forever because then you're just you have plot, to go off the water sometime the plot never moves forward for 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 this whole world it, you know it just stays on the water but i, I thought it was going to make its way and of course there's 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 a, there's a plot point which there for for a short time in the movie there are no more dragons left and then the water goes away but it seems weird that like there wouldn't the writers wouldn't have put in a clock with the water is disappearing from the world no one knows why but nah. we, we have a very finite time to figure this out or we're all dead <laughs> you know but i mean maybe that's just too dark for you maybe- not only do you want the human race to be extinct you want the earth to die too <laughs> Oh, damn, that's pretty dark. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Thanos was right. Man, um, uh, brutal. <laughs> Thanos did nothing wrong. Yeah, I kind of – those are some of the things I, w- I would have changed was the – I would have made this the, the story a little darker because the one, the one thing no one ever – I mean the one thing that like – the question no one ever asked and when you know when all the tribes are gathered in this in the, in the beginning when her father who is the leader of her tribe, Hart, he never says if we don't work together – we are done. You know, he says it in in like in in a way that has to be delivered by a screenwriter in a Disney film, but he doesn't just say it. You know, what I mean, that's that's kind of infuriating to me. It's like you have to make the people understand that if you continue to war, then you're this is the last generation. Yeah, we'll, we'll all be dead. Yeah, I mean, it's I did, however, love. You know, the ending is you know when the you know in the when 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 all hope is lost and they're all looking to each other for what to do next and like I do love that you, you know you know exactly what I'm what I'm talking about. Sure, um, that's a great moment. Yeah. And you know the the the, the plant payoff when you know the the Sisu finally remembers what happened or finally tells him what had happened and like it's a great plant payoff. And it's just one of those things. Like it's also a great message. Unlike you know it. 
it's asking this movie is asking you to believe in your fellow people and trust people. You have to trust people. And unlike Tom and Jerry, which teaches you that to, to lie, cheat, and steal is the way is the way to go. The only way to succeed in this world. <laughs> it's a lie, cheat, and steal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, this so I'm really kind of upset that this one isn't it is theatrically, but we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So Yeah, I think this movie, if it would if it was under normal circumstances, it would be doing some real big money right now. Yeah, and it's just uh, a shame it's not. I'm not I'm saying not. like earth shattering records, but it is it is gonna be kind of a tough one because I think this movie deserves better than what it's getting. I, um, agree. I, I was very happy and very satisfied with this movie. It it clicks it clicks all the good Disney boxes. So Well, also a big deal is um Raya is also Disney's first Southeast Asian princess. So I mean, that's kind of a big deal, you know. I mean, Disney trying to be all always is all inclusive. So we have a ton of different princesses from around the globe. And that's also really, really, yeah, yeah. That's I guess I never thought really, about that. Um, that's also really really cool, though. I mean, it's um, I always look forward, of course, the whole Disney princess aspect has it goes back to like early days of Disney, and like everyone everyone looks forward to the next Disney princess and what it's going to bring. Um, but yeah, I'm actually kind of excited that that's a thing, and you know. There's also I won't to, to talk about a story point that I was looking for and didn't get would also spoil the movie so I won't but I would just I was also looking for more to do with the dragons because it, look dragons are cool we like dragons dragons are cool they are super cool you know they're I mean as far as we know as people they are mythical creatures in history I mean as far as we know we haven't really unearthed anything that says otherwise but um dragons are cool I just I wish they would have worked with this now Robert here's a question I want to ask. Okay. Do you see this movie getting a sequel? I could see something, sure. And I, if they if they do it right, uh, I could be here for it. Where do you think it would go? I think you have to dig further into the dragons, obviously. Um, I mean, you obviously. I don't think you could go with the whole someone hunting the dragons. No, I don't think so. I don't think you you could go with the whole they're becoming extinct. I don't know where it would go. I would like to see a sequel, but honestly, I don't know where it would go. And, and well, you usually know what, it's a pretty good idea. Like, all, all jokes aside, like, that's Disney's problem to figure out. And, you know, they, they've made multiple sequels revolving around Toy Story that I never thought you could just keep pumping them out. And each one of them they do has been gold. Stellar, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, they have the people in the room that can do it. And I'm sure <laughs> if they want to, they'll do it. That's, and, that's and, a very good point. Yeah. I mean, listen. If if you know three or four or five years from now there's a Raya, too, um, I'll I'll be glad to watch it. So, uh, what do you think of Kumandra? Um, it's kind of a reimagined Earth. Mm-hmm. As as a whole, you know where this is set. Did you did you like the kind of the the world building? Well, like of I said, when I, when I mentioned earlier, you know the with the Asian flair in it, you know I don't really I don't. It's not supposed to be a necessarily a real place, but it's definitely. Definitely inspired by real places, so I look okay at that world. You know, magic's a little bit real. You know, animals do different things. You know, dragons are real. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I kind of like you know, a I, cool place. I I, I kind of liked how like you know the 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 people that lived in the north and like were kind of like Viking like, and you know the the, the people that lived in the woods were kind of like druid like. I I, I kind of dug yeah. that. You know, the whole like it's definitely a big fantasy realm. Yeah, and um, uh, one story point that. I want to point. I mean, it happens. I think about halfway through is when you come to meet the what's the what was the big guy's name? Oh God, I don't um, remember what his name was. 
I'll, I'll pull it. All right. Um, well, there's a really big guy who they run into, and uh, you find out in uh, in his village, you find out when uh, when they're about to write him off and leave him that, you know, all of his people, he is the last. Tong. Like, was it Tong? Oh, yeah, that is. Okay, that's Benedict Wong. Damn it. Yeah, that's Benedict Wong. Wong. Yeah, I love Benedict Wong. Um, you find out what happened to all of his people, and, like, that I thought was a, was a step up for Disney. I don't think Disney would ever – I don't think – Disney 20 years ago would have done that. You know, all of one people is completely it's gone. Last a lot. Well, I mean, but I like, I mean, I like, you know, somewhat darker stuff. And you know, when, when you actually break down Disney movies, most of them story structure wise are pretty dark, especially, especially the older Disney. Movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of murder and death. And there's always, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Bambi is a prime example of her mom. Bambi's mom gets shot right in the get go, <laughs> right in the get go. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of like what happened to his people and like where it goes and, you know, his character though, the whole thing with like, he's always, he's like, he's very enamored with the little baby, uh, Noi. Uh, I mean, it's just like the whole thing is like, yeah, but it turns out that he loves him, you know, they they become like a team. Yeah. They become like a team and like, it's just, it just, this is, it was a delight to watch this and talk about it. I mean, you know, it's just, it doesn't happen often that we get to talk about movies that like actually were on the top end of the scale, like ability wise as well. So it's just it's a nice little lighthearted movie that, um, I mean, I, again, I have a problem with the with the villains and the and her friend Namari and Namari's mother, um, you know, they're they're they story twists which you find out which are actually kind of entertaining when all the leaders are you know something has happened to them and it's yeah. it's, it's really interesting but, uh, I love this one I just it's one of those ones that just it hit me at the right moment in my life I guess yeah it's good it really it really is it's. As simple as that, Raya Raya is good. Yeah, I and I'll even move to score it. I I'll go first. Uh, I think Raya is uh, it's straight seven. I think uh, that's very fair. I you know I really dug it. I I you know what would have really been really great, Roger, is seeing this in the theater would, and I I think when they were making because these take years and years to make. Oh um, yes, of course. I think at one point when they were making it before COVID hit. 3D would have been spectacular on this movie. I bet it would have been good, but I, I mean, isn't 3D kind of done? I the the 3D as as we knew it is done, but the more immersive, you know, like Avatar 3D, I'm 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 sure is not done. But I mean, this movie is beautiful to look at. All those wonderful colors and yeah, you know, that because like there are several like the 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 dragon, uh, Sisu flies close to the camera like. Close to the screen several times. She's weaving in and out of you know the water and one 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 final thing I'll talk about of that goes right along with what you're saying. How she flies, where she's actually running on puddles of water in the air. I think that's spect- a, a spectacular effect. Yeah, it's like just... they put so much effort into making that look like she's just running like on a puddle of water in the air. Yeah, it's really kind wow, of cool. So I good. like that a lot. Uh, yeah, but it's, I think it's a seven straight up, and it's you know that's. I just I look. I'm very happy with with Ryan the Last Dragon, and the reason I paid thirty bucks for it is because, you know, um, my mother wanted to watch it, and I don't want her going out in public. I want her going out in public as little as possible. Sure, so she's gonna too. go. She's gonna go to the theater. I'm like, no, 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 mom, no, no. I will. I will bite the thirty dollar bullet. I will just watch it. So that's why. That's why I bought it. So well, so uh, I also gave it a seven. Uh, I think Raya, it's a really good animated movie. Um, it's nice to see one like that so it was very happy for me i can't wait to introduce it to my daughter maybe she'll like it maybe she won't but 
Um, it's definitely very pretty to look at. So uh, if you got kids, I can't can't say enough that I think they'll probably love it. So um, very happy to talk about Riot this week. All right, it's good. Good for you, Riot. Good for you, Riot. Um, yeah, it's uh oh, it makes me more excited for their next one they got coming out too, Luca. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we saw I saw the trailer for Luca on Raya in the theater. Uh-huh. So yeah, it looks it looks also like one of those movies that just is going to be a blast to watch, and I'm really excited. It's, about that. Yeah, I mean, listen, Disney knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's in a shocking development. They know how to do animated films very well. <laughs> they, well, and, and they can do look. Their live action movies are always pretty good anyway. Especially like the sports ones are always like a solid. You know, somewhere between a six and a half and a, and a nine. Somewhere well, they, they pick their spots though. They don't do yeah. bad stories. That's the thing. No, and they take their story time. always matters. Uh, I'm you know I'm I, I listen to a lot of video game podcasts and everyone remember like Mario. Um, well, who's the guy who made Mario? What's his name? Miyamoto? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miyamoto. Someone in that camp is, is, is known to have famously said um, a, a, a rushed and buggy game is a bad game forever, but a, but a delayed game is a good game sometime. You know, eventually it comes out and it's a great game. Yeah. Uh, and, and I definitely just butcher his quote. But for these movies that like they take years to come out, like I love the fact that it takes them forever, especially Disney, which really takes their time on things. Well, think about it. Um, one of our favorite movies, the How to Train Your Dragon series, those movies were five years apart, each one. Yeah, but each one of those is a. I mean, they don't fall below an eight. Each one is a masterpiece. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just and it's just so well done. Like no, and that's why it's okay for it to take a long time because when it comes out, it needs to be good. I'd much rather have a movie spaced out. I mean, the whole like. I, I I would much rather, and I was different when I was younger. Like the whole Michael Bay Transformers every two years. Like I don't. I would rather you go away for a while, and come up with a good disappear, story. come back when you're good. Yeah, and we'll talk it's, again. Yeah, so I'm saying is like well, your time is more valuable now. I mean, you obviously can't do that with something like Harry Potter because like kids age very quickly. You know, faster than the well, new kids. Here's the thing: play. you could do it with Harry Potter because Harry Potter absolutely could have been an animated series. Yeah, could have, and I, I've definitely heard that. Um, I'm very glad it wasn't. I'm very glad what we got. No, Harry I'm very glad it wasn't either. But here's the thing: if Harry Potter came out now instead of you know 20 years ago, basically, how do you get around them? You know, aging out. You make them kids. You make it a cartoon, or you make it animated. I could see that with like really cutting edge, fine. like really cutting edge animation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Roger, before we're dead, we're going to see a Harry Potter reboot anyway. So. <laughs> Put the Frozen team on it and let them animate it and go. You know, we're, we're fine here. We are fine. Wait, no, that's, uh, I'm sorry, that's Universal property, so put the uh, DreamWorks How to Train Your Dragon team on it. There you go. There you go. Give them more yeah. work. They deserve all the work. That's right. That's my company. Load them up. <laughs> Load them up. Load them up. All right. This has been episode 217 of for Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice. Of the following five, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment to rate, subscribe, every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things there. You can check it out on YouTube as well. Send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we are taking a look at Chaos Walking with young Tom Holland and cherry with young Tom Holland. (laughs) 
It is a Tom Holland double feature. That's right, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Tom Holland. You gonna make it weird? No. 